Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We are so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is August 16th in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah, our Lord and Savior. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments today. And uh, of course, we welcome back our Uptime panel, and we do have back with us Michael Pels. Uh, thank you for coming back on with us, brother. We have back with us brother Kevin Hookman, and brother Robert Hagen, and brother Bob Barber. Hey, guys. Uh, Hey, everyone. Well, welcome back to Uptime Community. Uh, verse of the day. This is brought to you by BibleGateway.com. Of course, we don't, you know, we don't sponsor them. They don't sponsor us. Just something we use. And uh, today, the verse of the day is having, therefore, these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That's 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Great. Excellent. And uh, of course, the fear of God is a reverent fear, a holy fear. Uh, maybe we can get into that a little bit today also on today's webcast. We welcome all of you, of course. Thank you for joining us and uh, God bless you. Um, so uh, let's get right into it. Uh, I know that uh, Brother Bob Barber has had uh, a, a couple of new videos out <clears throat> where he's done his second uh, rapture um, segment on the, uh, uh, and of course, also he has brought back to us another uh, resurrection resurrection report um, that was on the Jerusalem wall inscriptions foretelling mm -hmm. the ancient Messiah timeline culminating in 2022 Shemitah more on the Shemitah and that was amazing brother thank you so much for that we're going to get into that a little bit. yeah yeah and uh, Michael. Uh, you have had uh, recently an incredible rapture dream. We definitely want to get into that a little bit. Um, so why don't we get right into it? Usually I ask how everyone's week is, but uh, I think we're going to be chock full of stuff to, today. And, uh, you know, especially with uh, these new revelations, new videos that you guys put out. Let's get right into that. Michael, please tell the audience if they have not seen it already, what your rapture dream was about. Uh, brief us on that, please. Oh, yeah, sure. So um, just, you know, you really don't know when you're going to sleep, what's going to happen. But uh, I'm, a, I'm someone who dreams. And um, so I fall asleep. And me and Bob have talked actually about this before, how vivid rapture dreams are or mm -hmm. dreams that the Lord gives you. It's just so real. And um, I had recently moved while I was back in the house I moved from and I was packing up my things and we were getting ready to leave, except this felt like moving into a long term type situation in, in house. And um, someone came out of the house and he asked me if I would help him with something before I left. So I did. And we get in the car and we're going down the highway and I look out my window and i seen three like celestial bodies i see the like a big blood moon kind of like that's in the background here and then i seen what almost looks like a half moon and then to the other side i see another planet but i'm not really familiar 
I kind of felt like maybe it was something like Saturn, but I really couldn't tell you. It just, they were just real big, took up a lot of sky. If you go, happen to go to my channel, I have a picture posted in the community tab that I made that looks almost exactly like what I've seen. And um, so I was looking at it and I turned to my wife and I was like, look at that. And as soon as I looked back, I was like, it's going to be the rapture. And I just took, I just flew out of my seat. Okay. And I went through the windshield slash top of the car. Cause I have a small little foreign car and uh, it wasn't like a, the windshield shattered over me. It's just, I just passed straight through it. And within seconds, I went from the ground level into the cloud canopy above. And as the clouds were going past my face, it felt so exciting, so full of joy. I was so exhilarated and it felt so real that I started to question whether or not this was actually happening because it felt so overwhelming. And um, as soon as I started to question that, I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> and I felt this word come into my spirit in the dream, tokos. And um, so I woke up what I thought was awake, but this is something if you look in some of my other dream videos that the, I believe the Lord has given me over time, I've noticed that I always have this repeating pattern while I wake up within another dream. I turn to my wife, I tell her exactly what the dream was, and then I'll wake up again. So the same thing happened and I held that word tokos in my mind all night and I kept thinking about it and it kept circulating through my mind and I was like, I wonder what this what this means, you know, and it's not a word that I'm familiar with, but I happened to just Google it, just how it sounds, and it brought up or I went to the Greek and it's there's T O K O S strong G five one one zero. And it meant to bring forth of the act of giving birth. And I was like, you just Whoa. can't make, you can't make this stuff up. You know, <laughs> like I've never, I mean, yes, I'm sure someone could, you know, skepticism may be like, oh, well, you may have at one point been studying and came across the word and it was buried somewhere deep in your subconscious mind. And I'm not saying that that's not necessarily the case, but as far as consciously being aware, I don't ever recall that word tokos in my life. And for it to happen in such a way, it just gave me a lot of renewed vigor and strength for the days ahead. And I was like, thank you, Lord, because I really needed a pick me up. And I think I mentioned it here before on Uptime that if the Lord just knows exactly when to step in. He knows, knows exactly when mm -hmm. you need something to, to revitalize you, to strengthen you, to keep you going. And I was just feeling really worn out and tired. And uh, I'm sure we all feel that way in this day and age. It's getting pretty crazy. We live in the every day is like another episode in the twilight zone. <laughs> you know, it's just something crazy going on. And, yeah. and when you produce videos and study and try to edify and preach the gospel, you you'll find that there's a lot of opposition with that, especially spiritually and the spiritual warfare that comes along with it. And if you've ever been in a, part of that you would know <laughs> what i'm saying and, and we all experience spiritual warfare to some degree but it's it's it gets trying and you know i'm just a i'm just a, a regular guy that gets worn out so it's so awesome to see that my strength does not come from me but it comes from the lord and god is so faithful so faithful to re to re-strengthen us when we need it amen
Amen. Thank you Amen. for sharing that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, please go to uh, Michael's, uh, go to his channel. Let me see if I even have, uh, I'm pretty sure I have your information up here. Uh, let's see here. There we go. YouTube.com. See uh, for our channel. Centurions of Faith, Michael Pels. Yeah, please go there. Take a look at the, you know, take a look at that video, that rapture video. And of course, he has many other videos on there. Um, very inspiring, edifying full of knowledge, wisdom that the Holy Spirit has given him. <clears throat> Very good stuff. Very good. Um, yeah. And then, wow. uh, yeah. So well, speaking Kevin. of us centenary Jerians or whatever you call them of faith. Uh, how you doing, Mr. Hagan? Are you uh, hanging in there? Yeah, I was really uh, blessed by what Michael just shared. That's, uh, you know, that's something that we all, we all really need, Kevin. It's, uh, you know, sometimes you know, they're, they're talking about all these boosters that they're going to be giving people. I think we get, you know, what we need is a, uh, we need a Holy Spirit booster once in a I while. Like and, and that's really, Amen. that's really what you needed. And that's what, you know, he'll, it says he'll meet your every needs and he's working within you to willing to do his good pleasure. When you, when you have a word like that, that's, uh, that he downloads, if you will, into your spirit, and you you can't get it out of your mind, if you will. And you go and you look at it, and you think, "Wow, you know, it's like all these things are always within the will of God, within within a will of God's word, if they're if they're genuine." I mean, it's, they don't go across purposes with His word. It's not something where you, even if you had seen that word at one point. You weren't thinking about it, but just the experience you had, it was like the father said, here, this is this is a little nugget for you. And check this out when you have some time and then you look at it and all the stuff starts to starts to um, it's like the word in uh, the Greek word synesis, which is mm -hmm. understanding It's when when the rivers flow together and they're going out to the sea, you have tributaries and they're flowing together and you're understanding you start to. Um, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, and that's kind of what I got of what you were saying there, because uh, not only do we need the fellowship that we have, but we need, uh, you know, our our walk with the Lord is supposed to be an intimate thing. It's supposed to be the relationship, you know, not just a, once a week for an hour. It just it doesn't work that way, you know. He doesn't he doesn't shut off his revelation and his his uh, love for us after just a little while i mean it's it's a constant thing and i think that since since our minds are the way they are you know we're and I, I i battle with this a lot of times just think to myself that um everybody has opportunities to you know i'm struggling with some stuff right now but at the same time i still i still realize that uh, over the years and, and way back in the day, what the Lord did for me. And I, if I ever start thinking that, you know, it's, it's me that's doing it, then I always go, wait a minute. No, it's, it's, it's not, this isn't the way it is. This is, this is a gift. And, but it's, uh, it shows, it shows that you're, that you're very spiritually sensitive too, because, you know, not just, not just that you had a dream, but it's that, 
when you when something like this happens, a lot of people, uh, for lack of a better word, they like to market stuff. You know, like say if you, you know, if you uh, come on my channel and you know I'll I'll give you a word or you know what I'm talking about, and that's just and that's not, you know, that's not the way it works. It's God is the one that gets the glory and all this stuff. Yeah, that we're doing here. That's why Greg put this on. If it wasn't for that, it wouldn't work. So that's probably about as much as I'm going to say tonight. <laughs> but I, I just felt like I just felt that that was really uh, that was spot on. <clears throat> it was something I needed to hear too. So, and it's something that people out in the chat could could benefit from because there are a lot of people that are Michael that are losing hope right now. A lot of people. They're just yeah. saying that. And and Bob's and Bob's uh, information that he put out this week too. If that doesn't give you hope, you know you you got to be brain dead if you watch it. You, know, <laughs> you, you really need you need to well you need to get saved so you can understand these things. Yeah. You know what's interesting to me is that you call it they called it like a booster uh, to the to yourself and and um, that's what it did. It boot like you said it boosted your spirits. The one other thing too that Michael that you did afterwards is that even though you had that word in there, you you went and looked it up to make sure to see you know what it was, and then it reminded you of, yeah, I, I'd seen this thing before, but it was the connection that you got immediately with that, and the fact that it connected it to a woman giving birth <laughs> doesn't doesn't surprise like anybody uh, at all who's, who who follows those those passages regarding uh, the rapture, um, Revelation 12.5, other ones that, that talk about, you know, that their, their birth pangs and that, that when, uh, when there's sudden destruction, it comes upon them like a woman in labor. <laughs> I mean, so there's, there's all those passages that come together. And the fact that you get that word is um, there's no coincidence to that. And maybe, yeah, it's something that you heard about or read about a long time ago or even recently, but the fact is it was there. And it just once again signifies that the rapture um, has a lot to do with, with, um, with birthing pangs. And then that is the birth where we get our new, new bodies. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. I can't (laughs) wait. (laughs) Well, we certainly have a lot going on, don't we? Yeah. We certainly have a lot going on. In fact, uh, uh, Breitbart put on an article that said that Yuval Harari, an advisor from the World Economic Forum, said, we just don't need the vast majority of the population in today's world. (laughs) So that's the type of rhetoric that's going on right now. Doesn't that make you feel valuable, Bob? Yeah. (laughs) And I even heard rhetoric now that uh, you know there are people calling for number forty five's execution now. Yeah, I mean that that's the mindset, guys. That's where it's going now. People are like, you know what, executions. Hey, that could really right. permanently fix a problem, right? You know, and the fact that that mindset that was insane, you know, even a year ago, but now look at the state of the situation we're in right now. I mean, we have yeah. eighty thousand plus new uh, um, uh, IRS agents. They're going that's to be that. kicking down doors because you don't do your taxes right. Yeah, uh, that's uh, insane. Let, let me tell you something. <laughs> Those IRS agents, they, they put on ad, but they didn't hire anybody. You know who they hired? 
They already had them in place. As all those illegals that came across the border, all the military age men, that's oh. your IRS eighty thousand oh. plus soldiers. Great. They're just gonna give them a. They're just gonna give them a uh, title. Gonna give them a badge. Give them a gun. Yeah. Those gun. three guys because they're anti-American. Use so force if necessary. Yeah, they got ammo. Uh, the one thing, too, it's a good thing that this is not our permanent home. <laughs> because I'll tell you, we don't, they're not, we don't, they're not making us feel too welcome. <laughs> I mean, no. if, they're, if, if basically they're saying, oh, yeah, Bob, you know, 90% of the population could just die off. And actually, the people left behind would be better off for it if they did die. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, it, it, listen, if, if you, if you don't know if you're not in that 10% or not, you're not. <laughs> okay <laughs> you're not as as george carlin once said it's a big club and you're not in it uh you right. know that, that's the simple fact you, it's just like if you sit down at the poker table and, and wonder who the fish is you know who the, who the worst player is well if yeah. you're if you're thinking that guess what you are you are <laughs> so exactly you got a problem <laughs> if you don't if you're not part of uh, the people in the world economic forum um, uh, regarding, like, if you look at it from that perspective of inheriting and, and inheriting the earth and being part of the earth dwellers, right. well, guess what? You don't want to be an earth dweller. No, you don't. <laughs> that's the difference, and that's where they don't understand is that we're we we don't. That's not what we're we're going for. Okay, we're not going for the the ultimate earth dweller medal of the year award. We're, we're we have we have our mind set on a place different, a heavenly place, and 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 Jesus said, "My kingdom is not of this world." And then the, and Paul, Paul tells us through the Holy Spirit that we are not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing renewing of our mind. And our renewing of our mind is our is is with our spirit, and the fact is, our spirit says no to this world, and our spirit, um, you know, wants to be with Christ in, in his heavenly kingdom. Right. And that's where we as believers get our, um, uh, you know, get our inspiration from, get our motivation from, get our boost from Michael. You didn't, you weren't boosted by, by thinking, Oh, great. I get to, I get to be part of the 10% that get to, you know, inhabit the earth and, and, and rule <laughs> over the, the minions. I mean, you were like, I'm excited because I'm getting out of here, you know? Yeah. I mean, what's hey, that? that was the you exciting know, part of it. Well, uh, there's yeah. about to be uh there's about to be a whole bunch of uh expiration of negative space in heaven pretty soon. Oh yeah. You know, when the fallen angels get kicked out of heaven. So when they get kicked out, we have to go up there and take their place. Yeah. Okay, so that's what that's what that's what's getting ready to happen right now. And uh, the funny thing about it. Is uh, I was watching Stephen Bendenoon. He's talking about uh, Donald Trump and how Trump is friendly with the ETs. Remember how we talked about that? And they really, the, the ETs really liked him. Okay. <laughs> so you have to think about that while you're looking at everything that's happening right now. Okay. Those ETs, which are basically the fallen angels, who are basically going, they're going to be the next government. They're going to be the Revelation chapter 12, chapter 13 government. Mm. Instead of the beast system, okay, it's not going to be a human-based system, all right? So basically what's happening, what I believe is happening right now, is they're going after Trump and doing all that stuff like that. But, you know, like we talked about before, it could be just a dog and pony show. You know, basically, did they have some, like, big meetings? Say, hey, you know what, you guys, Pelosi, Schumer, you Democrats, leftists, you liberals, you know what, you guys have done. So this is what you need to do. 
just so that we don't kill you, we need we need to get you guys and get everybody in this country to hate you. Get them to absolutely hate you. So that way, when we come in and take you guys out, all right, we won't kill you. We'll give you a nice little spot somewhere, but you're going to have to disappear. But in the meantime, you need to really wreck this nation and get everybody to a point where they want a Messiah. Get everybody mad, all right? And then when we show up and take you guys out, guess what? They're going to worship us and thank us. Oh, thank goodness these angels showed up or whatever's going to show up, all right? And, you know, they're, they're probably going to use Trump. Right, because like I said, they're they're cool with Trump. They like Trump. So, so can Trump come back and be one of their liaisons or something like that? Maybe, but we do know that the Book of Revelation is clear. This beast system is not the, the Bible says who can make war with the beast. Who is like the beast? Uh, Kevin, you always talk about the uh, the image, the clay, and the iron at the feet. Okay, so yeah. this thing has come is not human. And right for, for all I know right now, Trump is cool with the non-human people, okay? So that's why all this is happening right now only says one thing. They're about to make a major move, a big move when they show up, all right? So I don't think it's just – it's not just about the um, the uh, midterm elections. I think no. the rapture resurrection is about to take place. These guys are getting ready to make the move now because they could have waited to defame Trump like in – Beginning of October, you know they gotta keep this narrative going for the next three months, right? It's not it's gonna become old news. Yeah, right? it seems like a long time. Yeah, so makes you wonder why they're doing it right now. Because yeah. is there about to be an event where the hand of restraint gets removed, mm. the age of grace comes to an end, and these guys get to show up in the scene and be heroes to everybody, not just in this nation, all around the world. Everybody's dealing with this stuff right now. Can you imagine these celestials showing up right now? Grabbing Klaus Schwab, picking him up, and all his elite buddies, <laughs> marching them out to the front of a building, and do whatever, make them disappear, whatever they're going to do with them. Imagine how the world's going to be. They're oh, going yeah. to be cheering. Oh, what else you got for us? Oh, we got free energy. Oh, you can take this mark in your hand, and you can do all kinds of stuff by marking your forehead. You know, so I know that these guys. This is this is like I know um, uh, Robert. You always talk about this dog and pony show. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just, you know, you can get mad at them, but I think they were told this is what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And then if you get people to hate you good enough, maybe we'll let you live after this thing's all done. Wow. Yeah, so what you were what saying, you compare, though. Yeah, what you were saying earlier about the, that they've even been calling for the, uh, some people on the, on the networks calling for the execution of, uh, of Donald Trump. Mm hmm. Um, if we were to, Call for the execution of somebody on there on here, we'd be shut down oh, yeah. in, in a second. Absolutely. But it's okay to go on the networks and talk about that, and and actually even laugh about it and make jokes about it about executing somebody because of who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you, uh, it makes a lot of sense what you said, Bob, because it really these things are all. Everything's coming to an apex here. It's it's yeah. you know it's it's like you you really have to watch how much of this news and this other stuff you you allow to get in your head yeah. because you you will stay angry. Um, I, I don't watch nearly as much stuff as I used to, hardly at all, because I just get irritated when I whenever I see Schumer, I get irritated anyway. But <laughs> you know I, I can't handle watching these people because it's just you know it just 
they really don't care about this country at all. You know, they, they don't have to worry about energy. They don't have to worry about the price of groceries and fuel, you know, any of that stuff. That's true. Um, let, me, let me make a point on that. Uh, Jennifer Granholm, Energy Secretary, she went on the news and they asked her, you know, hey, this bill that you guys are passing here, this uh, Inflation Reduction Act, uh, they, she said, what, you know, what, how is it going to, what, what impact is it going to make right away to people? You know, what is it going to do for people right, right, right away that are struggling? And she said, well, it's going to do a whole lot. There's a whole bunch that will happen right now after it passes that if you go out and you purchase, uh, you know, energy saving appliances or install energy saving windows in your house, you're going to get a rebate. And I thought to myself, you know, it's like those flyers that you get in the mail. It's like, you know, huge, big sale of the year, you know, 30% off. And then, you know, someone comes to you and you, you have the money, of course, and the other person comes to you and says, hey, look at this. If I go to the store, I'm going to get the biggest sale of the year. I'm going to get 30% off. Can you give me a whole bunch of money, please, so I can go buy this? And I'm like, how's that saving anybody any money? It's I mean, you got to fork out all that cash in this period of time when inflation's at, you know, well, they measured at eight something percent. Of course, if you listen to Joe Biden, there's zero percent inflation. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I think we all heard that zero percent, zero percent this month. But if you look at it through the actually the lens of what you buy, it's closer to probably 20 or so percent. The prices are about 20 percent, 20, 25 percent higher than they were just a year ago. Um, which are actually about five to ten percent higher than they were for the year before. So you're looking at about thirty some odd percent higher than it was just before COVID. Um, and then on some products, it's like six, seven, eight times, like boards and things like that for construction. So not only is, is the window stuff that you're purchasing to get a rebate uh, money out of your pocket, it actually costs about twice to three times as much as what it would have cost just three years ago. So, I mean, how is this saving anybody money? But this is how they do it, Robert. And that is they try to justify their things through just ridiculous arguments. And we can see all through them. And instead of getting angry about it, as you can see, I just kind of like chuckle. Now, now, yeah. man, I used to get really upset at these people. So I was like, how can they do this? This is just stupid. This is dumb. You know, this is ridiculous. But then I realized, Bob, that they want to be stupid, that this is this is their plan. They, they are right. trying to destroy. And so what you do is you look at it through the lens spiritually and say, uh-huh. Well, of course, it has to be like this for the end to come. Otherwise, we're going to go off into la-la happy land. And then the tribute, why is the tribulation need to come if it's la la happy land? If there's no uh, beginning of sorrows, why does the tribulation then have to start? You yeah. see, so we have to go through this. And when I see all these things happen, uh, Robert, you know what it does to me? It makes me look up because I know that my redemption draws near. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we have yeah. to, we have to, we have to keep, you know, we have to look up. We, we can't, we can't look in you know, throw the TV on and, and figure we're going to be getting a whole lot of, you know, we get news, but there's a whole lot of stuff out there. That's, You're not going to get wisdom. That no. just, right. It is designed to, to tear you down. It's designed to put you yeah. in a, 
in a bad frame of mind. Um, and right. if you listen to a lot of it and if you let it work on you, you know, you will get pretty depressed. It just makes yeah. me not want to be here. You know, I know exactly. Well, I mean, I watch this stuff and I see their plans. They're like, yeah, by 2031, there's going to be a drop in inflation. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's I, making it's making you not want to be here. I have a feeling in 2031, the inflation actually will be zero because we'll be in the millennium. <laughs> yeah, because you not wanting to be here is the same reason why they're doing it. Yeah, they want they want to motivate change because right. you have to shake people out of their complacency and they know that and that's why nothing really makes sense anymore right because these are designed i mean think about words like political theater i mean they're like so open with it just like hey this is all theater it's all it's all an act you know but people buy into it but it's doing exactly what it's doing for us as a believer looking for we're looking up but for them they're they're preparing the way for the beast system for the mm-hmm. antichrist to come mm-hmm. in and just change everything and people will hook line and sinker fall right for it because they'll be like oh we can go back to the way things used to be all right you know because well michael do you remember in 2008 when obama ran for president what his slogan was no i don't remember it was hope slogan. hope and change Hope and change. Hope and change. See, that's so that's what they want you to do. They want you to do you want they want you to put your hope in them. Yeah. So that things can change for the better. And we all know that the that are that the only hope that anyone can have for change for the better is in Christ Jesus. It's not in some person or politician or anything like that, but they use that try to try to motivate people to vote for them, to support them, to believe, we believe in you. And it's just yeah. like, you know, you know, if you, if you put your trust and faith in man, you're going to be disappointed every oh, single yeah. time. And we can see what they're doing with this politically with uh, certain politicians that are going to be possibly running for president. I mean, people are going to be looking at the economics and, what was it? The best is yet to come, right? So they, they, they want to they look always say that. They? You know? <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of the union, no matter how bad things are, it's like we are strong. It's like yeah. no, no, you're not. Hey, uh, like, really just see the thing that happened. Um, I was gonna say, uh, you get a chance to uh, bring up a Revelation eleven ten. You get a chance, sir. Greg. Sure. Oh, it sounds yeah. like I have something really interesting. Just that shows you that we are almost there. We're almost the tribulation is about to begin. The narratives are begin are they're they're rehearsing. All right, the, the masses are rehearsing what the Bible says. Okay, uh, eleven ten, eleven ten. Eleven ten. No 11, problem. 10. They always. Right. They, you know, it, sounds, it always sounds like that they're reciting something from the Lady of Sea in church. It's like you know, yeah. we, we we're, we're strong, or it's like the Queen uh, of of Babylon. It's like I'm I'm good, I'm perfect, everything's great. And it's like, but when you actually peel back the layers, they're weak. Right. It says here, uh, Revelation eleven ten, and they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them. This is when the two witnesses perish. Okay. And they that dwell on the, upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry. All right. Reminds you of Christmas, right? And shall send gifts to one another. Okay. Because these two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I say this because 
the Lord dropped this in my spirit when I was hearing the news about them. Um, everybody was talking about they're going to see Trump in uh in a yellow jumpsuit. Remember all that stuff? The Remember walls are closing. About you, that going to jail? you know what they were all saying? It's Christmas. Let's celebrate Christmas early. Start, everybody started saying it was Christmas. Right. We'll start sending gifts to each other. That's what they, that's what they said in the mm-hmm. mainstream media. When, when, when the, this man, supposedly Trump, caused him all this supposed torment, and he's about, they're about they thought he's about to see his demise. That's interesting. It's Christmas time. Mm. They started saying all that stuff. <laughs> and as soon as they said that, the Lord said, see, they're rehearsing right now. These, these loafs, these Lake of Fire folks, right, Kevin? Mm. They're already rehearsing their lines. They're they're going to get used to this type of stuff. So that way, what about what would be about three and a half years from now, almost? Okay, mm. just over three and a half years from now, according to my research, these people are going to be like, it's Christmas, it's Christmas. Start sending gifts to each other yeah. early, okay? Because the two witnesses passed away. Well, you All can right, see so. that they're not going to like what these two witnesses are saying for sure. No. You, you know that people. And maybe this kind of goes to what, Robert, you were saying earlier, which is when people come against these witnesses, the witnesses are going to turn around and harm them in the way that they were going to be harmed. They're not going to like that either, because uh, the simple fact is, is that now, like you said, if you call for uh, you know punishment or something like that on one side and they don't like that, then they, then they go after you. But if they say this person needs to be punished for the things that the other side does, basically, then that's okay because they're all part of that club. In this instance, you've got those two witnesses and the um, the world system is not going to like them preaching the gospel. They're, they are not going to mm-hmm. like that at all. And the fact is, is like whenever they turn and they get somebody to attack them and they turn on that, they are gonna, mm-hmm. those people are going to despise that the most because they're going to be like – how dare they do that to that person? That person's a victim. When, of course, they were the ones who initiated the, the attack, right? And so... Well, the word the word of God is considered hate speech. You know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. I mean, it's... Oh, well, they hate when, it. When, you, when, you, when, you, when you're sharing things from the word on with people, and especially when you're dealing with lifestyles and other things like that, um, automatically you're, you're a hater. You know, you're, you're, it's that that's not the case. It's, it's, it's the love of God that's working within you to, to try to bring people back to him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, if he, if he puts something in your, in your spirit about a certain person that you, you're, you're talking to and you just met them and he might show you something about their life and, and you might be able to really help them. That's, you know, it's not, it's when you think about it, Jesus Christ, when, when he, he had his ministry on earth, when he was here, uh, he was constantly being um, threatened. His life was always on, on right on the, uh, the edge. Mm-hmm. They were trying to kill him from the very beginning Be, because of what? Because he, of what he was doing. He was, he was healing. He was doing things. Uh, the wrong, the wrong. He was doing the wrong things on the wrong day, without their blessing. Right. You know, it wasn't like he went to the Pharisees and said, "Is it okay if I heal this man born blind?" Well, he was, <laughs> he de- no, he was definitely a he threat just, to their power. Wasn't yeah, he? and with mm-hmm. the people where that they should have been going to, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, 
they couldn't go to them mm-hmm. because they had no power. Right. There's a verse that says that he, he speaks with power, not as these other people do. Yeah, they couldn't. And that's them. why the miracles are so fantastic when you read them through the Gospels, because when you, th- you know, and in the book of Acts, you know, we don't have silver and gold, but what we have, we're going to give you in the name of Jesus Christ. Get up. And, it, you know, it just, that's the kind of stuff that this power there, and they, didn't, they mm-hmm. didn't like that, but they didn't like the fact that, that he wasn't getting permission from them. Well, what, what are we dealing with now? We're not asking for permission to share the word of God with people. We're just doing it. Wow. And, 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 you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just, that's just the way it is. And thankfully we can still do it in a, in a somewhat free country. I say somewhat free country because if we, if we tried to do this in Canada and there may be people in Canada that are on here watching, you know, it, um, if you if you go after certain if you talk about certain subjects like homosexuality up in Canada, you are considered hate. It's considered yeah. hate speech. You can go to jail for that. Well, um, the barometer, so, well, the barometer of uh, the barometer for Age of Grace is definitely America. Okay, there's a lot. There's a lot of, um, of course, you know, Christianity's worldwide, but you got Jews worldwide too. But what is a barometer for the Jews? Israel. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the land itself. Is a barometer, okay? And I totally believe that because we're still holding on. All right, our 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 dollar is amazing. Our dollar is a world reserve currency still. All right. Now China and Russia are trying to change all that, but you got to think about that. The, the The money that controls the world is America's money. That's not by accident. All right. I, that's why I say America is kind of like the last of the Mohicans. For holding, you know, it's, it's a manifestation of the hand of restraint. It's not the hand of restraint itself. Like some people think it's just a manifestation of the hand of restraint, just like the body of Christ mm-hmm. is a manifestation of the hand of restraint. Ultimately, the hand of restraint is the age of grace. All right. And, and once that timeout period is done, then we're removed. They're, they're, uh, the, the man of sin is no longer restrained. The Holy Spirit stays here because the Spirit of the Lord has to speak to the churches during the time of the tribulation, uh, Revelation chapters 1 through 4, or 1 through 3. So the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit stays here, or it doesn't get removed like some people think. Okay, so with that being said, though, America, though, the world's currency, the the number one currency in the world. So it's surprising to see that that is about to change, right? World, the United States. That pleases the world. That's about to change. Mm-hmm. Okay. The United States, that promotes democracy around the world. That's about to change. Mm-hmm. And the hand of restraint is about to be removed. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just interesting parallels we're seeing happening here right now. And uh, you, you've seen it. And I, I, I get messages from people in other countries and our missionaries and stuff. And they tell me, you if America goes if America goes down, we're all going down. Mm. We can't go forward with our missions. They said we probably won't be able to do missions anymore because if we if we get shut down here, we can't get funds out to these people no more. Right. You know, so I think um, something to think about because I know I put that video out uh, uh, last week. Was it Saturday, right, Kevin? Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that you got the writing on the wall <laughs> in Jerusalem from this king that declared the the rebuilding of this temple back 
1536 and going forward 483 years okay and that's as i mean wow that was a great find that was a great find and actually it wasn't my personal find that was actually dr barry oz find and peter moreno maybe they you can spend that. some time bob to talk What's about that because uh that was something that i never i never heard before i've never seen that before i didn't even know there was a script uh you know a, a script um, some words there on the wall, mm-hmm. an inscription on the wall from um, a Muslim uh, ruler, basically, um, uh, quite a long time ago, back in the 1500s. I didn't even know that. So maybe you can um, you can talk a little bit about what that was for people who haven't haven't seen it. Sure. Um, I think I sent a picture to uh, Greg. Oh, yes, yeah. if you, you did. Pull it up, yep, I'm going to pull picture. it up right now. I mean, remember, Bob, when I I told you, I was like, I can't wait for the next report to come up. And you were like, yeah, I can't wait for it either. What's it going to be? I don't know. All right. I don't know. I don't know what's going to be. I I had like, like, I had in mind that it was going to be a chart about what's going on in this country. I thought that's that's what was coming. Yeah. But then this started to be revealed to me. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I think that the verse, uh, I'm bringing it up here. You want the chart first, right? Revelation, um, no, not Revelation, Daniel. The book of Daniel. um, Chapter 9. Where is that? Chapter uh, Daniel 12.4. But thou, Daniel, shut up the words and sealed the book even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased. This knowledge right here I haven't seen it before either until within the last month. I mean, that is a time of this, just like the scripture said right there, right at the time of the end. Okay. And this is no coincidence here. And this chart here of people, you you need to go watch the video because this is a lot of information to explain here. But this chart here, basically I'll give you a quick rundown of it. Um, These charts parallel each other. Okay, you got a 483-year, a total 490-year, uh, 70 Shemitah timeline for uh, God's people Israel on top. And then you also have a repeat of this exact same timeline that Satan hijacked from the book of Daniel. Is either he hijacked or God said, listen, Satan, if you're going to bring in the Messiah, I have rules here on the earth. If you're going to do that, you got to follow this timeline. He's like, really? Yeah, so if you're going to do that, you need to go talk to a prophet. Then you need to go get a king to declare the rebuilding of the the walls of Jerusalem. You need to do exactly the same way I did. I mean, after all, you want to be like me, right, Satan? You want to be God, right? Well, this is what you got to do. You got to do it just like the book of Daniel. Satan's like, hey, man, whatever. I'll probably do it better than you. And that's exactly what he did. He, If you look here, Angel Gabriel came to... uh, Daniel and informed him about the about the seventy Shemitah timeline. Angel Gabriel came to Muhammad and informed him about what was coming for all of his people in the Book of Quran. That's where all that stuff came from. Uh, you got three kings, a corporate decree, and that was completed in in uh, four fifty six BC. Then you have a king down here, King Solomon, only one king. Okay, and you know I talk about God's three parts. All right, King Solomon, he's just one king, one decree. Just like Satan, it's just one spirit. He doesn't have a three-component deal like God has. You know, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So King Solomon, 
makes a decree, 1539. Just like uh, there was a corporate decree by Cyrus, Darius, and Artaxerxes at 456 BC. And then both timelines run for 483 years. And from 456 BC, 483 years later, right on uh, Tishri 1, Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, Jesus begins his ministry. A three and a half year ministry. All right. Also beginning the next seven year, the next seven year, actually the very first seven year Shemitah cycle outside of that 483 year timeline. The very first one. And of course, Satan right down here did the exact same thing. 483 years later from, from 1539 going forth from that decree is 2022 will be Tishri 1. Uh, September 27th of next month. Okay, some people say the 26th. A lot of people say, or 25th. I had one guy said the 15th. Doesn't matter. When this Shemitah period ends, which I believe is going to be the 27th, well, actually the 26th is a little 29. The 27th is Tishri 1, Yom Teruah, Rosh Hashanah. So basically, 483 years at the end of Daniel's timeline, what happened? In 28, when 27 AD, a Messiah showed up onto the scene and began working his deal in front of all the people. And I say it that way because that's exactly what's going to happen here in 2022. There's a Messiah that's going to be produced from this timeline. I really do believe it. Because it's written on the walls of Israel. It's written on, the, it's written on their walls. And that's one date. I know Satan can't pass up on that. He's going to show up and point at those walls and say, those walls are speaking of me. Remember how Jesus walked around, the scriptures speak of me, scriptures speak of me. He's going to speak, look at those walls. Those scriptures speak of me. Okay, that's what he's going to do. And I'll tell you what, if Satan doesn't do that, I'll be really surprised because that's a golden opportunity for a Messiah to show up. Oh, sure. That's a yeah. golden. He doesn't get any better than that because after that, it's all hearsay. And we know he mimics everything that God does pretty much. He's a counterfeit. He counterfeits what God does, he's right. And, and I love the part here where it's like the, the seven-year cycle. You have 27 AD to 34 AD. Now, people ask me, hey, Bob, if the 483 years of Daniel's timeline ended ended on Tishri 1 in 27 AD, why didn't the, uh, the, the 70th year begin? That's a great question. Why didn't they just go right into the seven-year tribulation? Because if you look at of different parallels, I'm going to do a video on this. There is a component of seven that's a warning. Uh, for example, Noah had seven days after getting into that ark before the judgments came. So there's a component of seven. Israel had seven years before the judgments came. They had seven years of warning, just like Noah has seven days of warning sitting in that ark. Okay. So that, their seven years of warning was 27 AD, 34 AD. And basically when they stoned Stephen at the end of 34 AD, that's when God decided, you know what? I'm putting you guys on hold. Introduced the age of grace. And that's where we're at right now, almost 2,000 years later. Amazing. You know? And so here we are at the end of this timeline down here, 483 years into Satan's timeline, as written on the walls in Israel. 1539. It's written on the wall, all right. Yep. And here's people say, oh, King Solomon made that decree in 1535 to 1537, 1538, something like that. I was like, 
it doesn't work that way. You have to start counting on the day one of the very next full Shemitah seven-year cycle. Mm. You can't start in the middle, okay? Cyrus made a decree in the middle of a cycle, okay? But you can't start until the very first day after the um, uh, after that cycle's over. Like, for example, Israel. Israel became a nation in 1948, okay? In the middle of a Shemitah cycle. But if you start counting from... Uh, 1952, going forward seven years, that's when you start counting. That's where you get the 11th Shemitah cycle starting next month. So you always start at the beginning of the next Shemitah cycle. So that's what people say about this chart here. I was like, I just divide years up to seven years. You can't go wrong. <laughs> you know? So we're definitely in a Shemitah period. I mean, the Shemitah year right now, the final year of a, of a seven-year cycle. And you can't you can't argue with me about that. Look what's happening all around the world. You can't argue and say, oh, it's not a Shemitah year, Bob. I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think we have enough going on here. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> it's definitely a Shemitah year we're in right now. Definitely a Shemitah year. And everything lines up. I did it before. 2015, market crash. 2008, market crash. 2001, uh, market crash along with the 9-11 towers. It just goes on and on and on all the way back. So, yeah, so that's uh, – just watch the video. I'm not going into more about this, but a lot of interesting parallels. A lot. In the chart. And the thing is, everybody has to remember, the writing's on the wall, literally. The writing's on the wall in Israel about this date. Who's getting excited in their spirit right now? Come on. Come on. Come on. Another reason that, uh, you know, you talk about uh, – how the how Satan is gonna gonna boast that that what's written is about him is because of his pride, you know his um, his ego, if you will, because that's what that's what brought him down in the first place. He he wanted mm-hmm. to be God. He wasn't satisfied with being the bright and morning star. He wasn't satisfied with his position. Mm-hmm. He wanted a greater position. And so he'll boast and he'll say, hey, this is about me. See, that's why I said earlier in the, when we were starting out that the whole reason for everything we're doing here is to bring people back to the Father. I mean, all the all this research, all this information that's given to Michael, you know, and, and Greg and Kevin and, and Bob and even me at times. It's just it's so that people... It's not so that we can say, oh, look at oh, look at that. I mean, I think the charts are wonderful. I mean, they're fantastic. But the reason and the end, the end game is to bring people to a point where they say, we need to give this Jesus a chance. And I say that maybe I repeat myself too much, but it's so true and it's so important that if you're, you're sitting there wondering if this is true, I just did a... Um, I just did a teaching not too long ago about speaking the truth in love. And the word of God says it's the truth. And it's it just over and over again, it says that. And Jesus said he was the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. So either he told the truth or he lied. If he lied, we're wasting our time right now. Completely wasting our time. But if he told the truth, which we all believe he did, then you need to listen up. And it's time to make a decision. You know, it's uh, like Billy Graham used to say, it's the hour of decision. It's not, uh, we, Bob, we might not have tomorrow. 
it's something you need to think about doing now. And this isn't to hit you with a bunch of fear. It's just, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And, and if you, if you realize that, I think you're going to really, you know, he, God's not an ogre. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's a loving father. And he, why else would he have sent his only begotten son for us? You know, it's just, it's the greatest love story in the history of man. Amen. And it really is time to, if, if you're thinking this is made up, or if you're thinking we're just doing this so that we can kill some time, that's not, that's not the reason behind it. You know, it's all, it's all, in, I, I know, I know these guys pretty well. And I know that that's their, their motive, their drive is to get people to come back to the truth. You know, if Bob was doing this so he could have 500 million people watching his videos, it wouldn't work. He's yeah. doing these things because he wants people to come home. The same thing with Michael, same thing with Kevin, same thing with myself. We want people to come back to the family. You know, mm-hmm. the father is waiting there for you. If you're sitting there wondering what to do, if you're, at, if you're at the end of your rope and you think, hey, you know, my life isn't even worth living anymore. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. See, that's this is, this is the evangelist in me coming out. It always does every time. But <laughs> I can't help it. it. It's it's really it's it's true, and, and it's just so. It, it's a simple thing, isn't it, Greg? I mean, you don't have to. We we don't have to strain, strive, and struggle because Jesus Christ took care of it already. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is it's accept a, it. It's such a simple verse, too, with such a profound yeah. message of truth. I mean, yeah. if if you only found one piece of parchment somewhere, you know, in the, let's see, the Dead Sea, and this was one of them, this says a lot, a lot. And, I mean, it's it's just the beginning of understanding an absolute truth, because in this world of all these, you know, this universal truth or multiple truths, man, this says a lot. Amen. I got another verse. Um, let's see here. Is uh, I think it's Colossians, Colossians one sixteen. Let's see. It's uh Colossians one sixteen. I think it's a verse of book. For by him were all things created. For by him all things were created that are in heaven, and that are in earth. And let's see. My camera's in the way. Visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principal principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Okay. So that, that's another verse that that's another verse that confirms that previous verse right there. All things are created through me. When Jesus said, I am the truth, the way, and the life, no one comes to the Father but through me. That he's saying is listen, you want to come to the Father? You need to come through me. Because when you come through me, your spirit's regenerated. When you come through me, your spirits regenerate. Eventually, your bodies regenerate. The rapture, resurrection. When you come through me, that happens to you. Okay, because in Colossians one sixteen, by him all things were all things created. But for him, reads right. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. All right, the angels were created through him. Everything's created through him. So that's what I was trying to say. When he says that, no one comes to the Father but through me, 
right? You cannot get saved except through Jesus because everything else is made through him. Everything else is created through him. Everything. So how are you going to come to the Father without going through Jesus? It's yeah. impossible. You can't do it. Amen. 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 Yeah, that's why well, they were astonished when he said, um, before Abraham was, I am. They didn't like that. And they're like, you're only 30 no. years old. You know, you're only 30 years old. What are you talking about? He's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I was there at the beginning. And that I think that's the key is that, you know, a lot, a lot of people will say that the, 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 the whole material universe was spoken into existence. And it mm-hmm. seems like Christ himself was the one who spoke it and that he's the word, right? So he, yep. he, he is the word. It's, it's pretty amazing when you think that everything, Bob, that you talk about, because it says that we're in a spiritual battle and that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Same, same words here. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, that, through, uh, through, that for that by him, for by him, all those things were created and, and they all point to, to him. And that we talked about this last week that Satan isn't like this, this all powerful being that can do whatever he so pleases. The fact is, is that God himself allows Satan to do things. And why? Mm -hmm. To, to, to further God's kingdom. (laughs) That's why. I mean, he uses those things uh, in order to to point to Christ Jesus himself. And that is going to be really realized here during the tribulation. Because when those principalities and powers, and, and like you said, when we take their place and they get cast down to, to the earth, um, it's, you know, the angel says, woe to those who inhabit the earth because... Uh, Satan has come down to you along with his minions, basically, and they have just a short time left, and they know it. And that's that's what's going to be happening here on the earth during that period of time. But what's Mm -hmm. going to be is a stark difference between those who are doing those lying signs and wonders and, say, the 144,000 or the two witnesses or the angels in the sky that apparently this God Bob that goes into the temple uh, and proclaims himself as God can't stop the, the angels from proclaiming the everlasting gospel. <laughs> like that is a pretty That's weak right. God, right? It's like, Hey, what about those things up there? God, what are you going to do about them? Well, there's nothing really I can do about those things. They're just spouting off lies. Well, if you're so powerful and so and God, why are those angels telling people not to take your mark? <laughs> why aren't you stopping them? You know, th- yeah. th- that's that's you know. But you know what? Some the people who are blaspheming God Himself and the ones who will not believe and they and they perish because they do not believe the truth. They won't think of those things. They won't care about that. They'll just worship the beast and they'll say, "Hey, who can overcome the beast?" Well, I'll tell you who can overcome the beast. The one who's created him, Christ Jesus himself, is the one who can overcome the beast. And that's exactly yeah. what's going to happen, is that he is going to do that. Oh, yeah. And um, I personally, what the Lord has revealed to me and instructed me with questions, like when you look at Colossians 1.16, you're like, what, you mean the good and the bad were all created? You know, and it almost seems like, well, why, you know? 
why is the bad good and the good like why does it have to be that way and um it's kind of interesting and well actually it's profound what the lord revealed to me but in john 12 24 he says most assuredly i say to you unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies it remains alone but if it dies it produces much grain Mm. we see jesus christ right he was the promised seed seed as in singular through his suffering right his ministry and walk and taking on our sin He was buried, right, like a seed almost buried into the soil of the earth. And when he rose again, right, he rose again in glory and he produces much fruit, right, because the fruit is the spirit and then all the believers who come through him. And when I I was like, Lord, this makes so much sense. And then we see our trials and tribulations and sufferings, right? These things are it's almost like God's refining us, right? To so sharpening the sword of the spirit that is in us, right? And that we could become like him. And it's so mm-hmm. awesome because in 1 John 3, 2, we see that about how beloved now we are the children of God and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. Which is mm-hmm. another reason why Satan or Lucifer is so angry because he wanted to be like God, right? And we're going sure. to be like him. And um, so when you see those, the bad, it's if we look at the natural, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 46, it talks about how the natural always precedes the spiritual. God is it's like the Old Testament's almost like a natural picture in the New Testament's like a spiritual picture. They fit hand and glove, and there's a lot of revealing going on between the two that explains itself. And when we looked at this, what the Lord was showing me was in the natural, when you plant a seed, right? What do, you, what do you do? You 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 put manure over it, right? It's the it's the crud, it's the bad stuff, but it's what causes it to flourish and grow far greater than what it could ever have done without it. So although yes, we suffer trials and tribulations, don't lose heart because God is refining you. We have to have faith in him that he who started that perfect work in us, right? He's going to bring us to completion. And these trials, these tribulations, it's it's necessary for you to produce even more fruit than what you ever would have been able to without mm-hmm. it. And that's what the Lord was showing me about how he can use those bad things for his glory. That's amazing. Yes. You know, it reminds Good me point. of Israel as well. Like, right, Israel comes back into existence, but is not spiritual. It's spiritually dead. And that the bones are there, but there's no spirit in them. And that the natural comes first. And then the spirit comes later when when they request for Christ Jesus, their Messiah, to come back. That's when he's going to. And And that's when the spirit's going to be fulfilled in them, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And it's so awesome you said that because I was talking to my wife about this and the dry bones. And isn't Mm -hmm. it weird in the natural? Most doctors and scientists will say that we can only survive. 72 hours without water right mm-hmm. it's, you can almost see this spiritual picture that <laughs> right. israel is literally going to be teetering on the edge because that fountain of life the water of life that comes only through the lord jesus christ he's going to become riding in at the <laughs> right at the right moment those dry bones you know and revitalize that's amazing that's kind of like a parallel for like 72 hours is like three days or probably the yeah. maximum that anyone's ever survived with hours, probably like three and a half days, <laughs> which kind of yeah. like it, it would be, you know, 90, what would that be like a 12, 72, 84 hours? 
that would be you know like a parallel to this three and a half years time frame. Is like you get the the Antichrist going into the, into the temple, claim himself as God, and like fleeing. It says those who who are in Judea and, Judea and Samaria flee to the mountains and don't even go back into your house. Get out. And yeah. um, and Bob, you've said one time earlier, I think you were like, yeah, you know, it's amazing that Judea and Samaria for the first time since I think you said that since 1967 is just not protected anymore. It's just that's right. Free, you know, you're so you they have to flee at that point because they have no protection whatsoever. Um, and it just so happens that this just happened this year where they didn't get protection for the first time. So. Now, if that happened in a temple in Jerusalem, the people in Judea and Samaria are, would not be recognized as having any rights whatsoever in Israel. They would have to flee. So, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. And the fact that that's three and a half years later is when Christ returns. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of parallels there with, the, yeah. with water and spirituality, isn't there? Oh, Which right. is why Jesus said, I am the living water, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's pretty amazing. Amen. Yeah, I think um, you think about everything that's happening right now. It's just crazy right now. I mean, you got that chart I just put up. All right. You got dreams and visions off the charts. Got to get a bigger chart, right? <laughs> you know, it's you got like the Jones. wars, rumors of wars. Right. <laughs> you got the wars, rumors of wars. You have our grid going down. You have, uh, don't forget all, don't forget all the narratives that are going on right now with China. And all the war narratives and all the nuclear war. You can't forget about that stuff. Yeah, there's rumors you know, of wars for sure, isn't there? They are uh, back Chinese. The uh, China actually announced that their military ex- their military exercises outside the waters of Taiwan are extended permanently. They're wow, never going right. to stop. Wow. They said that last week. So that goes to show you, there this ain't going away now. So it the Taiwan goes down. A matter of time until that. Boils over, doesn't it, Bob? Yeah, they're not. They're 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 not putting everything back in the garage. All right, they're, they're there permanently. So this thing is coming. Okay, this thing is coming. Whatever is coming, it's coming. The world's it's about coming quick. Here. And, it's coming and, quick. And I think that the rapture resurrection is going to be the event that sets this whole thing off. I really yep. do, because yep. I think the rapture resurrection is going to be basically your next big. If, if way beyond the nine eleven event, and whatever a big world event, I, I we I don't think we ever had a big world event that hit the whole world like you wouldn't believe in one day. I mean, COVID was bad, but it took a while for that train to get moving. But the rapture yeah. resurrection, yeah. man, you're talking about graves open, explosions all over the place, all the damage that will cause. People getting caught up into the clouds, the clouds lighting up with lights all around the world. Even at nighttime, it's gonna light up. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got that many saints in the in you're talking about billions of saints all illuminated with Jesus up there, and then we're caught up to meet them in the clouds. All of that taking place, and whatever the Lord allows people to see at that point. And don't forget about the EMP that can come from it globally. Okay, so I really do believe that. Everything is getting like every, every like it's like the God is getting all these pieces together and getting everybody in the place where they're all turning against each other and all like ready to go and they just lights the wick with the rapture resurrection. You know, Bob, it's, this world is so spiritually weak right now. 
Like it is, this world is spiritually dead. To think of it. So when you Mm -hmm. talk about a major supernatural spiritual event that occurs that takes people off by just off guard, despite just by all of a sudden it happens, the people who are going to be here to witness that and still, still be here, consider the panic that is going to happen. I mean, just consider the panic of when something happens now that's just out of the ordinary, how people just go crazy. Mm-hmm. They, they lose all sense of, of anything uh, and they just make poor decisions. They go nuts. They, they, they don't know how to react. They have no, no clue on what to actually do. They can't handle it mentally. This is a mental plus spiritual plus physical event that occurs. And it's going to impact every single person on this earth, no matter where they are. Mm-hmm. And I, I just consider what the mental state and the spiritual state of the, the vast number of people are in, in, the, in the world today. And I got to think that they're not going to handle it well. No, they won't. they're just not going to handle it well. And the fact that I've seen so many, uh, I'm, watching, I'm watching a lot of these proper shows. And there are just so many different ways the whole world can go away. You got volcanoes that can blow the super volcano. You got an EMP. You got a nuclear war. You have a, a solar flare. You can have a mass uh, um, biological attack. All these things. And everybody's like getting, there's like all these factions of people getting ready for each individual event. Like they got a nuclear war crowd. You got the gas crowd. You got the economic crowd. Right. You got, you know, different crowds, but no, but you know what? They don't realize that there's one event that's going to get them all. God's going to nail them all. It, with the, with the God's going to nail them all with the rapture resurrection event. And I think, yeah. Kevin, you said it that uh, the rapture resurrection event, uh, the time of Jacob's trouble, yeah. it's a time of judgment, it's a time of God's wrath. Do you think that the rapture resurrection event will be a wrath delivering event like you always talk about, Kevin? Mm. Okay. When that when rapture resurrection takes place, that's wrath. It that is. is God's wrath because we are harpazoed, we're moving out of the way violently. Okay, so things are things are going to get knocked over. <laughs> that's what when it talks about. Removed. That's why it talks about when 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 they say peace and safety, that sudden destruction comes upon them. That sudden destruction is not coming upon them by Satan or by us. That sudden destruction is being allowed and happening because of God Himself. Mm-hmm. So that when this when the rapture occurs, that is going to change everything on here and is going to basically set up a a choice paradigm. It's like, are you going to choose the way of eternal life, or are you going to choose the way of eternal death? And this is your final opportunity during this period of time to do so. Mm-hmm. And and he is going to make it more obvious as it goes along of what the right choice is. And the people who have chosen the wrong path are going are, are going to have their hearts hardened and they are going to continue to um, to reject the truth. And God sends a strong delusion to them because they have rejected the truth, because yeah. they will not believe. And so to us, it's amazing to think that people are going to be so hardened that they're going to blaspheme God, that they know it's God who's doing the wrath, and yet they still blaspheme him. Mm-hmm. And to us, it's just like, 
Well, if you recognize that it's God, why not humble yourself? That's what we did, right? That's what all four of us did in order to come to salvation. We had to humble ourselves. Did we all not? We all had to realize that we were not going to be able to save ourselves. That no matter what we could, what we did and what we could do in our life was not going to be good enough. Yeah. I can't. So we all had to like kneel down in front of the cross and we had to say, Lord, have have mercy on me and and thank you for giving up your life so that I can have life. I mean, that's yeah. like really the first step to understanding the whole thing is that you've got to just get down on your knees, humble yourself and say, I am a sinner and there is nothing that I can personally do in order to achieve salvation and eternal life. Not one yeah. thing. And that Jesus Christ himself did it and that. And that when you realize actually how easy it is and what it it entails to be saved is that it's a free gift. Gifts are not hard, Bob. I mean, like when someone gives you a gift, you're like, oh, no, this hurts. No, this is terrible. No, you go, oh, please. Thank thank you. This is amazing. You know, and Mm -hmm. so you look at the, the people who reject it and you just wonder, it's like, what's going through? their minds and their heads so that they actually cannot uh, humble themselves and do this. But they are so high. They are so high on themselves that they will not do it and that God recognizes that they're not going to do it. And just like Pharaoh, who never gave up, mm-hmm. God hardened his heart because he knew that he wouldn't. And the fact is that even after Pharaoh said, okay, go, he went and pursued them and died. Yeah. Yeah. And I can even say the grace of God is so good because I can't even say to you guys that I humbled myself. God humbled me and he brought me through some of the most intense times of my entire life because of my pride and my stubbornness. And um, but just like Kevin saying, but once you realize how easy it could have been. Right. Yeah. It could have been so easy, but I made it so hard. I kicked against those goats. I mean, I'm shocked I still have feet left. I mean, I just was so stubborn, but God's so good. So it definitely shows you there's something odd or different, right? Because some people, they'll go through the same humbling process and then coming before the cross, but then there's some who God will, who will continually work in their lives, but they never change. And right. I mean, I'm not, want to say what it is that's different between us because i mean but god knows the end from the beginning right well bob bob and i have talked about this before like i mean there's there's vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor in a kingdom yeah i mean that's, that's the way it is and you got that that's a touchy is, thing most people don't like talking about that. i know they don't <laughs> <laughs> but but it has to be mentioned that that that, yeah. god, that that and like you said before why is there good and bad you know yeah the, but the fact is is that god's ways are higher than our ways. What, mm-hmm. Why does he do those things? One day we will know certainly a lot more than what we know today. Oh, sure. But what he we sure do are. know today, though, is that he is perfect, that he is good, and that we have to have faith and trust in him that that is the case. Otherwise, what type of God are you worshiping at that point? Are you worshiping a God then that you, you're questioning whether or not he's doing the right thing? I mean, that doesn't yeah. sound like a very, uh, you know, 
a very good a very good god to worship <laughs> and i and that's kind of why i brought up the antichrist earlier it's like and we talked about this a few times bob is like why okay antichrist why don't you just do this why don't you do that mm -hmm. if you're god you know and then i and and to me that's another reason why we cannot be here anymore is because we are we actually restrain that from happening because we can point it out. We can yeah. recognize it. We can call it out. We could say, no, that's not the Messiah. No, that's not. He's not yeah. here. He's not there. He's not in the wilderness. He's not in the mountains. He's not there. He's not on earth. Sorry. He's yeah. within us right now. And oh, that yeah. he's seated at the right hand of the father. And actually he's probably standing at the door. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> I mean, we know how close this is at this oh, point. Yeah. We know where our savior is. And we know that the, the next time that we see him is not going to be in the temple in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. yep. It's going to be in the clouds, baby. That's what we're going to see. Him. Oh, we're not yeah. going to see him proclaim him, proclaiming himself as God in a temple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amen. The, the Antichrist is going to have a hard time. You think he's going to have this great, wonderful time? A lot of people think the Antichrist is going to have a tough time the entire yes. time here. The man of sin is going to be dealing with uh, the Antichrist is going to be dealing with the uh, these Revelation fourteen angels that are speaking against him. And like you're saying, say, like, hey, why can't you get rid of those guys? How can they're how can they're up there and you yeah. can't stop them? Hey, how can you can't take care of these two witnesses? These two. Uh, these two Jewish men over here that was stopping the rain from coming and they're causing yeah. the waters to turn to blood. How right. come you can't stop them? I, I thought yeah. you were God, you know? So yeah, he's going to, he's going to have a hard time up and through until halfway through where eventually the, uh, the beast that comes up out of the bottomless pit actually ends up becoming the, the actual, the actual uh, son of perdition and then immediately kills the two witnesses, you know, yeah. So he's going to rely a lot on his false prophet too. Yeah, so he's yeah. going to have a tough time, you know. And then most of the people are not going even going to go along with him. Sure, some of them will take the mark of the beast, but you're going to have people fleeing Jerusalem, yeah, and stuff like that. And you know, it's just it's just not going to be you know rainbows and ponies for yeah. the Antichrist during the. He's going to be going to war with different other fact other other countries are going to go to war with him. It's just. You know, who will want to follow that? Who will want to stay here and deal with all that? Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to uh, watch it. I want, I want to get to heaven. Yeah. I want to get to that wedding feast. Amen. I want to dance. I want to listen to music. <laughs> I want to I think eat. People are, I want to see I kind of what they have up there. People yeah. are going to, it's almost like, it, to me, I think some people are going to be like the, the, the children of Nephilim who are, who are basically like, hey, um, and this is not canonical, but this is like, hey, uh, we want to be redeemed. And and basically it's like, no, you cannot be. Um, and are the, our people who are going to take this mark, they're going to be worshiping these antichrists. I mean, are any of them are going to question that afterwards? I mean, I guess God's going to harden them, their hearts so that they, they won't. But you got to think that when when Mystery Babylon falls and all this other stuff happens and like all this destruction happens, they're going to be like, I, if I, I mean, this is just me, but I'd be like, why did I follow this dude? I mean, you know, like this guy sucks. He can't he, he can't even hold things together very well. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, and it's like you take the mark and you get all these sores all over your body for five months. Like, why did I do that? That, that yeah. uh, you know, it's like the anchor man. It's like I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> You know, it's yeah. Like, it's, yeah. It's, I don't know. It just feels like these. It's people, a spell. 
they put a spell. He puts a spell over them, right? That they they have a debased Mm -hmm. mind, yeah, and so they just give in to their to to their worldly lusts and passions for power or whatever it may be. Like I'm going to be in that club, Bob. I'm going to be in the five percent club. I know I can make it if I just follow this guy. I don't know. It's just a a bunch of junk, as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't. But I think that's the reason why we're we're, we're gone. It's like, we're never yeah. going to fall for that, and that's what it says, right? Like even mm-hmm. like he's going to do so many line signs and wonders that if possible, even the elect would be deceived. Well, it's not possible. Yeah, right. Right. not possible. And we, and we can't Definitely. stay here because we're teaching a gospel of grace. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's a it's an invalid, expired gospel that we're mm-hmm. saved by. So what are we going to be doing here during the tribulation? Hide and wait, and can't share the word with nobody because we're saved by something different. You know, we're we're pretty much useless here at that point. So we have to be removed because we're we teaching a gospel that's invalid. It expired. The only thing that we could do be doing, Bob, is like is actually rising up and pointing out the that the Antichrist is is false Mm -hmm. and that he 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 is not God and this and that. But if we did that he would not be able to do the evil that he's talking about. That's the reason why we are restraint. The restrainer is that we're restraining that evil from happening um, to its fullest. And that, yeah. that that's the reason why we have to be removed so that he can do it so that God can go through with his plan. And God's plan is for some people like us, for example, to be removed that Jesus said, I pray that you will take them and to be with me. It says right. that uh, in, in, in 310, it says a promise that says that they will be taken out of, uh, you know, removed mm-hmm. from, basically. They're, they're, so they're, the tribulation. So there's, there's definitely promises that are given to those mm-hmm. to be, you know, pray that you are worthy to escape all these things. I mean, if there's no yeah. escape, why talk about an escape, right? Yeah. Why mm-hmm. talk about even in Isaiah about having having people sheltered in your pavilion for a little while while the indignation passes? Why, yeah. Why would you need yeah. that if you can't ever get out of it, Bob? I mean, there's you 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 have to have some method of escape. And then when Paul talks about, hey, there's going to be a time where the dead in Christ are going to rise first, and those who are alive and remain at that time are going to be taken up, are going to be caught up. Then you go, hold on a second here. That is an escape. And then he follows it immediately by encourage each other with these words. You know, you bring up a good yeah. point there, Kevin, because it is a plan. It's his plan. And even though sometimes some people will say, well, why couldn't he just keep us here for that? I mean, we've gone over this numerous times on uptime, right, as to who he has here, um, yeah. specifically the two witnesses, the 144,000. His thoughts are not our thoughts, right? Right. And uh, yeah. neither his ways, our ways, or his ways, yeah. rather. Uh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, listen, we, we can't always understand fully why he does the things he does. But we kind of have an understanding to a point, especially yeah. when it all makes sense with the uh, yeah. dispensations mm-hmm. throughout Scripture and us being in the dispensation of grace and then going right back, going into the time of Jacob's trouble. Uh, that's hell on earth. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he's saving yeah. us from right. is hell. Right. Exactly. So it, it only makes sense. And that's putting it, you know, that's putting it in like a very small elementary 
in elementary terms here. I mean, we could go deep and we have, we have gone yeah. deep into this numerous times. I got a great, and, birth, uh, great verse for you guys. There is second Thessalonians two, seven. Let's talk about the hand of restraint. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, it says here for the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now here, here it is masculine. He is a mm-hmm. person. Only he who now letteth will let until he, the masculine person, be taken out of the way. Mm. Okay? So, there is somebody that needs to be removed. So, who is the he? Well, you can say the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit stays here because the Spirit of the Lord has speak to the churches, Revelation 1 through 3. Okay, Revelation chapters 1, 3, 1, 2, and 3. Okay, the Spirit of the Lord stays here and continues to work with the Revelation 14 angels and continue to work salvations. Okay. So who is this he? Okay. This person needs to be removed. So one, who are we? We are the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Last time I checked, Jesus is a male. It's a male body. He Mm -hmm. is removed. Or he who is a but uh the bright let's say uh I've now I forgot what it was gonna say. (laughs) I had a great point. Probably come back to me later. But um if I read the verse here, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who not letteth until be taken out of the way. So first you have the body of Christ, who is a he. Oh, yeah. Uh, Revelation chapter 12. There is a man child that's caught up mm-hmm. to heaven. Another mm-hmm. he is removed mm-hmm. at that point. So you see two verses being used here as a rapture of a body, of a masculine body being removed. Okay, so once again, this is proof of the rapture resurrection event. All right, somebody has to be removed before this thing starts moving, before the Antichrist is revealed. Okay, and since the body of Christ is a manifestation of the age of grace, goes built during the age of grace, meant for the age of grace, saved by the gospel of the age of grace. When the age of grace comes to an end, what happens, Kevin? The person that was created during the age of grace is removed along with the timeout period. Yeah. And, and, how, and, and second, how the Holy if, Spirit be removed, by the way, without us and, being removed. Uh, is the Holy Spirit going to get removed from us? The Holy Spirit is taken from the earth right out of all the believers, and, and we're just here. And now we don't have the Holy Spirit anymore. <laughs> so that, so what, what, when, they, when Jesus says, I'm going to go and I'm going to give you a comforter, uh, he's going to take that away from us, and uh, I just, it just, there, there, there's even logical things of reason why Bob, it's like the restrainer is not the Holy Spirit. Who's going to come to Jesus after uh, without a Holy Spirit? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it, nobody. What's going to happen to believers if the Holy Spirit's removed from us? Well, I mean, could you imagine not having the Holy Spirit at this point, Bob? I mean, you'd be like everybody else who's not saved. <laughs> Let's be yeah. honest. That is a yeah. deciding part. I mean, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, then you you have not re, you have not repented of your old exactly. ways. You're still the old man. Yep. And um, just pointing this out too, in Second Thessalonians one four through six, it says, "So that we ourselves boast of among you the churches of God for your patience and faith and all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure." which is the manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom, which Kevin said something about that just earlier, for which you also suffer. 
since it is a righteous thing to with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you. So I think that really answers a lot too in terms of why the tribulation period and why everything's going on because it's the it's the manifest evidence of the righteousness of God to mm-hmm. repay that entire church age, right? That his body had to go through all the persecutions and the tribulations and the sufferings. So I think that's right. really important to also note on. Daniel's 70th week. That's the final week of that timeline I showed you guys. Okay, we're just in a timeout period right now. Yeah. And we're, we are the ones who are, you know, part of the body of Christ that are currently restraining. Because who, talk, who, who talked about this, this person that restraint? Peter? All right. Was, no. it, was it Matthew or Luke? No. No, it was our apostle, Apostle Paul. Because right. he had wisdom given to him by the Holy Spirit about this person that restraints. Right. Okay. The person he's a part of, the person that we're all a part of. This male person who is removed. And when this male person gets removed, what, what's God going to do with this male person? Go stick him in a deep rock somewhere in a volcano, Kevin? No. Mm. <laughs> if you read the rest of your Bible, you know where we're going. You know who we are. We exactly. go up to heaven. All right? So you want to get some questions, Greg? There you have it. Uh, <laughs> yes, we have yeah. yeah, we have plenty of questions. Uh, let's start from the top here. We have... All right. We have good evening. Do you did you hear about the UN meeting in September about recognition of Palestine as an independent state? No, I haven't heard about it yet. Me neither. Yeah, yeah haven't heard. Anybody? About it yet. No, no, not me either. Okay. Well, you have, please give us a source, please, if you would. Um, and I mean, maybe we can get back to that. It wouldn't surprise me if they um, if they attempted to do so. I mean. But I don't. I do, does the UN? Does the United States um, have uh, veto power on that? I think they might. Um, and but the question is, would the United States use that veto power at this point with this administration? That's a good question. Listen, it wouldn't surprise me if they if they attempted to do so. I mean, mm-hmm. and they even said like East Jerusalem is their capital or whatever. That that could set off some fireworks. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so we also that's have... If true, right? That's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We have something for Kevin here. This is from Uh-oh. email. Kevin. Um, hey, Uptime. This is a question for Kevin. What scriptures can you use to show or prove an atheist like Neil deGrasse Tyson or Paul Washer who say that God is not all-knowing or all powerful. Apparently, there's an interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson saying, "If God is all powerful or all love, then why does He allow death and suffering and disease?" Mm. We kind of went through um, some of those passages earlier uh, in this uh, broadcast about why God allows um, these things to happen. Um, a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, His. Proclaiming his glory, proclaiming his power, his manifest power regarding those things. It also shows about how uh, Jesus was there from the beginning um, and that, uh, you know, all things were created through him and that the creation himself actually speaks to God's manifest power. Um, But, you know, ultimately, though, it comes down to to faith. Let's be honest. It really comes down to faith. So 
um, you know, when it talks about in Hebrews that uh, faith um, is the, what is it? The faith is the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it speaks to um, something spiritual. And it's, it's more than a physical thing, although the physical does prove to me, like just the intricacies of the human body and so forth. And the fact that, and the way that everything works in the universe shows that it had to have been done by design and that it could not have come from nothing. And that it doesn't like things like the actual universe itself. God set the law that things degrade over time, that they don't, they don't, the, the chaos doesn't become order. That order devolves into chaos. So how can you start with nothing and actually create something amazing over time? It just never has happened and doesn't happen. And so all they do is they they use you know evolution and so forth in order to prove that God doesn't exist. But in fact, it's just their theory to make it so that God doesn't exist. When in fact, everything points to the fact that God designed everything. So, but ultimately though, it comes down to faith. So no matter how many passages I give to him and no matter how many things that I can show him and, and point to the fact that, that he's a scientist in some respects that just is, believes what the, believes what some humans, some men have said before that have come that were, that were not believers. And so he, he's chosen to put his faith into them rather into into God himself. So yeah. uh, like, like I said, uh, there's there's really nothing that I would be able to share with him that would change his heart. But uh, it's but I am sure that he's been told these things. It's just that the seed's been planted in him, but is has not has not taken root. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And if do you guys mind if I add on to Go that? Ahead. Yeah. Um, honestly, also the death and the suffering outside of what we've already touched on earlier is manifest evidence that we live in a fallen creation that sin has in fact entered into this world. So if he wanted proof, I would say there's your proof. And that should set us on the quest, right? To find out how we can get out of the situation, which we know Jesus Christ is the answer. But that, I, I just that's, don't think he understands that there's uh, this, this thing called free will. I, I don't. I don't think he really grasps that part of it. The fact that God allows things to happen, so that everyone can actually choose their, their and, and make up their minds on what they're going to do. Um, it, God is not made robots, right? He's made us in His image. So mm-hmm. we. Of course, he's predestined us to a certain thing, and he knows what's going to happen in the future. And we've had a whole episode on that that we did months and months ago. But the simple fact is that there is free will, and that and and so I guess my proof to him would be the fact that he uh, can actually choose. Mm-hmm. Because if there was a malevolent God, there would be no no choice he would just force you into slavery and submission into believing in him mm-hmm. whereas a loving god actually allows you to make a choice and mm-hmm. and you have to live with that it's like it's a, it gives you a personal responsibility at that point you know yeah. you, you know what the consequences are of yeah, choosing yeah. life or choosing death so neil degrasse he knows what the 
he knows what the what the what the end result is, and he's chosen his path. Yeah, so the yeah. fact that God allows him to do so it means that there is a God in order to do that. Otherwise, he would be if there was if there was no God whatsoever, there would be no choice. Yeah. But he has made a choice, you see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a question I will share you guys from uh, Chester. He sent me a few questions. Mm-hmm. I go through a couple real fast. He says, here, uh, is Biden the last president? You know what? Uh, I talked about Trump earlier, okay? I've always had this hunch that Trump was going to be one of the Ten Kings. Mm. And they're talking about how they want to unite Canada, America, and uh, some uh, South America, Mexico. They want, they want to, what's, I forgot what it's called, but they want to combine all these, make them one nation, Okay. Right. That would be bad news for us because what happens is uh, all the incomes, everything gets equaled out. So our 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 currency value will go down to like, you know, it's, like it's like progression, regression in real estate. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to be in regression because we're, everything's going to have to be like, you know, basically it's perfect. Like Klaus Schwab, you know, you know, everybody's equal, you know, so I could see Trump. Being like the, they're like you think it's going to be president of the United States. He's going to be a king over this whole sector. Was it the North American Union? Yeah, that's what it was. The North and the, American and the Union. currency was like the Americo or something. Amero, Amero dollar. The Amero, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that so, doesn't sound yeah, very uh, good I think that's where Trump can come in. Maybe. Yes, Maybe. another question here about Trump. If Donald Trump gets arrested or taken out. Can it spark a civil war? What do you think? <laughs> I don't think they'll go that far with him. Plus, like I said, I think he's protected by the t- extraterrestrials, and they have a plan for him. So once again, maybe this is all scripted. It's all scripted because I just they took out Kennedy pretty fast. They yeah. did, but I, I don't. I don't necessarily. I don't know if they're if the rapture does happen before the twenty twenty four election, which. This appears to be likely, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's, I guess it's possible that it won't, but anything's possible. But let's just say that if it does happen before the 2024 election, it seems like he'd have an awful tough time to be elected considering the state of, of what this country is going to be in after the rapture. I just, uh, I, I, I think that there's going to be just massive panic that goes on, especially if there's like uh, a nuke that goes off or EMPs or something like that. I mean, that's going to decimate the population, especially if, like, something, you know, like an uh, earthquake happens or the, the big uh, volcanoes go off and, like, some of the destruction that you were talking about, Bob, that's going to happen to the Western Hemisphere in the first three and a half years. Um, I guess it really all depends on when that happens, if it happens prior to November 2024 or after. But let's just say it, with all that stuff kind of happens after 2024. Still, without, like, a lot of um, believers here, I don't. I think he would have a tough time getting elected. I just don't. I see that the the people who are left behind, they're, they're not really enamored with him. Now, of course, if the fallen angels are campaigning for him, then maybe he's got a chance. I guess at that point, maybe they convince the the, the people that are left behind here that he's the good guy and that he needs to be one of the ten kings. Um, no, he's not going to be. It's all part of God's plan. Who knows? I don't know. He's he's not going to be elected. He's going to be appointed. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I think I think yeah. we're past that point. I mean, our votes yeah. don't count. We are. He's going <laughs> the ten kings. 
we're not having selected to do with their elections. They I mean, listen to Fallen Angels decide he's friend. the guy. They could shove him down anybody's throat that are still yeah. here. Then no mm-hmm. one's going to be able to, you know, disagree with them. And if they did, they could they could be a disagreeing with them under the penalty of death. And so that you know, and you know the people that are here, they're going to be left behind. I said this before; they're just weak. Let's be honest; they are weak. They'll do whatever their master tells them to. They do that right now. They all fall lockstep and barrel together every single day. They get their talking points, and they all say, they all read from the same script. And they all say the same words. They're doing their their do you know what they're doing their duty, just so that they can you know go along to 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 continue. They, you know, they don't want to buck anything. So, like, if the fallen angels come and they, they, and then those people who are left here perceive them as more powerful, they'll just do whatever they ask them to do. You know, they'll just, and they won't even be asked. It'll be like, you do this, like you said, Bob. A point. He is now this, and you're going to like it. And they're like, mm-hmm. okay, fine. I'm going to like it. You know, I'm going to eat bugs, and I'm going to like it. And you can see how <laughs> weak they are. <laughs> you know, they, they, they're willing to like give up. Every, everything that they that they care about in order just to continue to go along, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, pain, and that's uh, one pain thing that we, we don't do, Bob. That's just one thing we just won't do. We mm-hmm. we 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 are restraining that right now. Right. We're pushing back against this. All four of us of, push back against things every single day. And the fact that everything you said, all those people dying, the, the mass amount of death, don't you think there must be a hand of restraint? A he that was restrained, don't you think he has to be removed from something that cataclysmic to take mm-hmm. place globally? Yeah. That's actually, by the way, outlined in the book of Revelation. All right. right. <laughs> chapter five, yeah. chapter six. Okay. Yeah. Chapter six. You want to read all about it? Okay. Uh, Payne Cove here, uh, I won't read his whole question. Basically, he's asking me, do I think there will be a gap between the rapture and the start of the tribulation? You know what, Payne? It pains me to tell you <laughs> that uh, if we we might we might see a gap, we might not. We might go all the way up to the very last minute. But I'll tell you what, though, when we get, I think we talked about this last week. If we come to Rosh Hashanah, September twenty seventh, I'm going to say right now, I don't, I don't recommend going to work. Get a vacation day in. Stay home, man. Just stay home. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a high watch. I can't think of any other time in history since I've been watching for a yeah. high well, watch. You do, you do know this, Bob, that exactly six weeks from today, on Tuesday, September, Tuesday is September 27th. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I mean, we, we've talked about this before, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah. And the fact that Tuesday—that's September twenty-seventh on a Tuesday—I think that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. I think others are too on this. That uh, would be the most amazing <laughs> broadcast of up time in the history of up time. <laughs> yeah. And we also had like uh, six weeks, Bob. Six weeks, forty-two days from today. We also mm-hmm. have Lot right from. Sodom and Gomorrah, we see how fast destruction came upon them. And uh, something that the Lord was kind of pointing stuff out, I haven't gotten too deep into it in my own personal studies, but something interesting to just kind of toss around in your minds to throw this out there. Um, we have the 10 spies, right, that had the bad report that didn't bad enter report. into the promised land, right? And we see when Abraham was making a petition for Sodom, right? 
he they ended it at 10. If there was 10 righteous found, he wouldn't destroy it. Right. I think there's some interesting connections here that if you spend some time studying it, this 10, uh, this number 10 kind of keeps going with the division of Israel. And we had uh, Benjamin and Judah, right? The Ben-Ani, which is son of my sorrow, right? Sorrow, son of my sorrow. And then he just changed his name to Benjamin, son of the, son of the right hand of the father. And then we have Judah, right? So we have this picture of these two breaking away and this 10 remaining. And uh, I thought that was really interesting what the Lord started pointing out. I haven't studied too much into it, but it's time to get your little cog wheels in your mind going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The ten sure. kings. <laughs> yeah, the and 10 Greg, kings. And Greg's going to need to have 10 people on on September 27th. <laughs> 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 I, mean, I, think, I think the highest we ever got to, Greg, was nine, right? Nine, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're can close. You do, can you even think, do 10 on StreamYard? Yeah, 10 is actually the max, at least for this uh at least wow, this subscription so for this subscription. I don't know. I mean, but anyway, um, yeah. Got a question here. Uh, Annette, Texas Dream, gets a good question here. It says, since the KJV and scriptures never indicate angels singing out, always saying, are they allowed to sing after the rapture? Some people captured the sounds of them singing. Um, you know, interesting study I've seen was um, – when, when Lucifer fell, who was he the leader of? The worshiping angels. Mm. And there's a there, there's a study I saw. I think it was Perry Stone. And basically, when Lucifer fell, he took all the he took all the praising angels with him. And now there's no more praising in heavens no more. Because I always thought to myself, how can Lucifer, who's a praising angel, go to like a military angel and say, "Hey, follow me, man"? You know, that'd be like that'd be like a worship leader going to the U.S. military and all these big huge dudes, you know, hard guys listening to some little praise or trying to lead them, you know. So I'm thinking to myself, maybe Satan led all the praising angels and misled them. He had influence over those praising angels because you have Satan over the praising angels, you have Gabriel over the ministering angels, and you got Michael over the military angels. Okay, three. A third of them, Satan had an influence. He's the leader of them. So you think... I'm thinking myself that when they got kicked out of heaven, there was no more singing. So can it be that we're going to replace all these singing angels? Hmm. That's why the book of Psalm constantly talks about our praises unto the Lord and how important they are to sing and praise the Lord. When the sun goes up and the sun goes down, praising the Lord. Okay. Sing hmm. is very important to the Lord. Okay. So just a very, uh, something to think about there. Well, what's about what about that next section where it says "Holy, holy, holy" is Lord God Almighty, right? Wasn't that they in spoke, Revelation? They spoke it. They spoke it. They didn't sing it. They spoke it. And they said, yeah. "Holy, holy, holy, holy." It was it was a proclamation. Proclamation, right? It wasn't okay. it wasn't a song. It was not. Maybe, yes. So you think the sing. angels are going to be watching us sing? Hmm. So, I don't know. I'm just that's just that's just one answer. I could be wrong. Well, Kevin, I know so they'll not. be watching you. I know you've. Oh, you, you have I can, a. I can, I can she said here she heard her angels singing. How do you know there were angels? How do you know there weren't saints singing in heaven? How you don't know? How do you don't know that? You know, you think there are angels know, singing? I, I, Maybe there are saints singing. The angels are going to be watching you too, Greg, because you, you're going to be judging them. They're they're going to they're, they're want to, to make sure that they're going to clap for you. They're going to be like, please judge me yeah. fairly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, so let's see. What else? 
<laughs> that, they're going to ask you to, to, to recite song too. No more heathen. No more heathen. No more heathen. There are All no more heathen. <laughs> no mas. All right. Uh, let's see. So she has another one, but we'll get back to that. Let's get to other people here. Oh, look at this. Another one for Kevin. Oh, dear. Oh, it's, is this a comment, Chester? It says, what, Kevin, what be so exciting, Kevin, is on September 27th, Tuesday, watching Uptime Show, then my body turns solid white, and then rapture out of here, not looking back, yo. <laughs> that's that sounds good to me. Like Sorry, and then mic drop. Boom. Oh my God. <laughs> I agree. I think that that would be exciting on September 27th if we had 10 people in here and everybody whooshes out of here. That'd be amazing. Long oh, one. The Riddler's back. Oh, the Riddler. If God is a good and merciful God, then why would he allow the Antichrist to govern the world with a new world order system and impose the mark of the beast when Satan enters the Antichrist body? Revelation we talked three about times. that all tonight. Did, how early along was this? Uh, we was did, this yeah. Comment? yeah. Revelation 3.10 is the time of testing. See, it's amazing. Sometimes this happens, right? Where we get a question and then we actually don't don't see the question until later, mm -hmm. but we cover that subject mm -hmm. during it. It's happened a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Revelation 3 tends a time of testing. This is where God is setting the world up for the Messiah. So Amen. basically, you got cold, hot, and lukewarm. Okay. Yep. So the time of testing, you need an antichrist to come in there and bring a harsh system to push you to the edge and basically test you. Are you going to die for the Lord or bow a knee to Satan, take the mark of the beast? That's how God's going to test you, see if you're worthy to one, stay alive, and two, to enter his kingdom. At the beginning of the millennial reign, mm -hmm. that's why yeah. it has to happen. Because it's a it's a sheep and goat moment. Let's be honest. Yeah. It, uh, there there are a few of them, and that's one of them. Is that the sheep are gonna are gonna go to Christ, and the goats are gonna stay stay here on earth until they get wiped out. There, um, that's not that's not a good place to be. It is a it is a it is it is the time that um, that it, that it, and also let's be honest. One of the biggest factors of this whole thing. So that Israel is going to is, is going to receive their Messiah. Okay. That is that is the end goal of Daniel's 70th week. That is the reason why it culminates. It's so that it does finish up with them receiving their Messiah. Like it has to be a completion from the time that the that the order goes out to build the temple to the time that everything uh, basically ends and the and and they received their sacrifice with the Messiah, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. I mean that that is the end time. That is the last week of the seventieth week, and we have not seen that come to pass yet. Yep. Yeah. Only yeah. nine weeks, right? Up until when Jesus actually came into Jerusalem. Yeah. Uh, and and the, and the Messiah was cut off, but not for himself, right? That's what it says. But not for himself. He was cut mm -hmm. off so that we may live. Yeah, and then, right. and as Bob, as you mentioned earlier, and, and other times, it's like that's when there was a pause button that was hit. Yeah, it's like great point know. there. And um, you know, I'm glad you brought that up, Kevin. You know, a lot of people proclaim that the uh, 480, uh, 483 years ended when Jesus rode in on a donkey. It didn't. Mm. Jesus rode in on a donkey in the spring from Passover. When does the Shemitah mm. year end? Mm. In the trumpets. So he didn't ride in on a donkey on the four hundred end of the four hundred eighty three year, but Messiah was cut off in the very next Shemitah cycle. 
Right. So that's once again, um, people get that. I always thought that that's how it went until I studied this whole thing. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, he did. It was a guy. I always heard that. Rising on donkey, 483 years is done. And when the day he rides in on that donkey, but then I did the math. I hold on a second. It, the, the Shemitah ends and ends and begins on Lul 29, Tishri 1, Feast of Trumpets, first day of Shemitah cycle. Jesus rode in on a donkey in the spring. He did. So that can, that's not correct. I always used to think that, but thing is, so, um, yeah, but, um, yeah, I just want to say that. I think I forgot what I was going to say next. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> It'll come back to me later. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> you know, uh, Robert Violet has a good question. This should, this should be for you, Kevin. Do oh, all do you all agree on a certain select time for yeah. the rapture? Yeah, the day of the rapture. I agree 100%. <laughs> Thank you. I'm on board with that. <laughs> That's the day of the rapture. It's on the day of the rapture. I mean, everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah. uh, we listen. We're 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 not we're not going to tell you that it's on a certain date because nobody, uh, as far as I, I'm just going to bring this forward again. Does anybody here know the day of the rapture? I asked this before on this panel. Anybody? Okay. Uh, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know the day. We don't know the we don't know the, the calendar date, the Gregorian date, the the Jewish year date. We don't know that. The Julian oh, date. Julian. Date. Yeah, the Julia, if you're still the, using uh, the Julian calendar, the old Enoch calendar. The I Enoch calendar. The, we don't know the Enoch. Enochian. We don't know. Yeah, we, we know the Gregorian, but we don't know the Enoch. Sorry. We don't we know, know the, the, the liturgical uh, on the liturgical. We don't know any. We all, all we know is it's going to be on a Tuesday. That's all we know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We don't know it's going to be on a Tuesday. It's going to be a Tuesday. It's going to be on a Tuesday. You're going to get us in trouble, Kevin. You're going to get us in trouble. Yeah, That's what you're going to do with this basic statement. I don't know what the time of the day is either. I don't know the date or the time of the day. I'm sorry. I don't know. But I do know that we are in the season and that we are getting closer and closer every day and our redemption draws near. And that when that day happens, it's going to be an amazing day. And until then, we are going to continue to run the race. And if it goes past September 27th, we're still going to run. We're not going to stop. So, do you think something prophetic will happen at the UN Generally Assemb- General Assembly on September 13th? A prophetic number as they agreed to divide God's land, Jerusalem. Uh, something prophetic is going to happen. Um, don't know. Maybe. Gotta wait and see. My guess is going to be an earthquake. Something bad's going to happen somewhere. Great. You got a lightning strike. Yeah, there's going to be a lightning strike, something. Uh-oh. Maybe. Don't know. But I think something should happen. You're out of there. Absolutely. Something should happen. Maybe the rapture. Who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Um, could it? Could something prophetic happen? Uh, of course. Absolutely. I mean, every year in the, in the, when the world leaders get together and they try to divide Jerusalem or do something, and they're talking about peace and safety, like sometimes that's even their, like their motto of the year is peace and safety. It's like, of course, some destruction can come upon them at any time at that point. So, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it possible? Do you think? Do we think it's going to happen? I don't know, Bob. Don't do you know. think it's going to happen on the 13th? Don't know. Let's second one. I could tell you that the road's out. I could tell you that the road's out at the end of, the, end of September. I could tell you that. So, who knows? Okay. I, I have a question for Annette. 
Annette, do you think it's going to happen on that day? <laughs> That's funny. You probably know just about as much as we do. Are we done with 9-11? Are we done with September 11 as being a potential? Yeah. Okay. yeah, I mean. All right. I mean, I, think that was right? just a I mean, some people are saying, oh, that's the date that, you know, Jesus was potentially born. You know, I possibly. tend to agree with that. You agree with that. I know you do. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I tend to agree with that as well. Oh, yeah, do you? Oh, oh yeah. look out. Could be. I, I think it's <laughs> a very interesting date. I mean, the way that, that yeah. the, the stars lined up and so forth and the fact that that the, the, the perfect gestation 260 days before that is December 25th, 4 BC. I thought that's interesting. A mm. possible conception date on Christmas when life yeah. actually begins. And that's why we celebrate his birthday on that day. Oh, no. Oh, interesting. Right. So what, what date is September 11th? It's on a Sunday. Could we see something actually happening? Sunday, on Sunday? Sunday, Sunday, September 11th. <laughs> you know what? Sunday is the day for the Christian. Saturdays, uh, days for the Jews. I heard, I heard it laid out that way. Oh, yeah. So Sundays, a lot of Christians relate to Sundays, so why not? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! <laughs> I love that commercial. They got a good one here from uh, Honey Bees in Japan. It says, how can the 144K be rejected when they are sealed by God? Who says well, they're, they're going to be rejected? They're going to be teaching the truth. So you mean killed? I, or rejected I, I, by... I don't by see God. anywhere in the Bible that says that they're killed. Do you? I, I don't know. I, I, no, I think, I think Dustin made a Dustin made an argument that they were killed. We don't know yeah. for sure, but well, before I mean, I, this is what we do now. Before the wrath is poured out, God actually stops and says, "Don't do it yet. Go and seal the hundred and forty-four thousand. So they are sealed well, from His wrath. I don't see anywhere after that where it says. Yeah. All I yeah. see next to is like he's there on Mount Zion with, with Jesus. Well, this may be tied to the prophetic uh, interpretation of 144,000 as being part of the two witnesses if you took them as groups and not two individual people. I think that's where this line of thought goes, that they are the ones that die, resurrected um, uh, three, three and a half days later. So don't forget there is that, sec- that area of thought, too, within prophecy. I don't see it that way, but it, it is possible, you know, if you look into it, you know, it talks about, uh, you know, his lamp stance. The, I think somebody he, in chat was actually lampstands. talking about this. And they said this was a response to a chat message, Greg. Oh, maybe that uh, maybe that could be. I don't it. think okay. this was an action. I think I think it was like somebody asking somebody else. How can they be rejected when they're OK? Like, well, either either way, we there are some people who are under that line. Rejected? I mean, sure, they're yeah, rejected they are by, under that line of thought. Yeah, they're rejected they're by unbelievers, but they're not certainly not rejected by God himself. I got a this question here from Ramir. I want this. I thought this was interesting. Yeah. It says, "Why do aliens and demons and fairies all have the same powers as the angel that sprang the apostle from prison in the Book of Acts? Because they are all fallen angelic mm. spirits. First of all, it's uh he he that restrains the hand of restraint. So as long mm. as this hand of restraint, there are rules and laws that these guys have to follow. They can't fully manifest. They can't use full powers, and if they do." For example, ask the angels that went on to the women in Genesis 6 4, see what happened to them. So there are rules that they have to follow mm-hmm. down here. They got right. powers, but I think they're limited. And I just want to make quick mention about I don't know back that the fact that you mentioned fairies. Oh, uh, you know what's strange is I actually seen one before. Did you? Because I was in my backyard at night, praising and worshiping, and also I seen this thing just whip around my in my 
in the in the dark. It was, it was lit up like a light. It was wow. like that big. I was like, what was that? <laughs> I was just that's, like, that spirit didn't want any spirit. more of your praise and worship going on. Yeah. We were like, I'm out of here. What? <laughs> you know, it's weird things. When I start praising and worshiping the Lord, I get that music going. I guess it just clears the air. Yeah, it just spirits mm-hmm. everything away, man. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna actually say something about that when you were talking about praise and worship. How it really does just change the atmosphere. It's almost tangible, you know, when yeah. you put on praise and worship. It just everything changes. I was at a doctor appointment and um, and I was sitting in the waiting room, and this lady comes in, and I was kind of, I'm not like, I, what do they call it, like white coat syndrome? You know, I don't like going to the doctor. And um, she sits down, and it wasn't necessarily praise and worship, but she put on a sermon. And it was talking about Jesus and man, the whole atmosphere of that entire waiting room changed because she had it playing out loud. And it was like this, this calming sensation just emanated out mm. through the air. And I was like, wow, God, that's so awesome. I got up and I walked next to her and sat down. I was like, I'm going to go sit over here where the word's being preached. You know, mm-hmm. It was some good stuff. This is a good comment. I don't think 144,000 laying dead on the streets in, of Jerusalem for three days. Use logic. No. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the the person who actually commented that question to somebody said that they commented it towards somebody, and that that person's already been blocked. <laughs> I didn't block them. I don't know, but uh, it looks like oh, not me. Anyway, Greg, it looks like you uh, you you've opened up a hornet's Open, nest. <laughs> yeah, definitely can of worms. Open the can of worms there, but there is that other uh, side to the uh, the theory of. Uh, the two witnesses. So yeah, there is, um, there is an earth yeah. theory. It's, it's wrong, yeah. but yeah, there's an earth. <laughs> anyway, like, I'm right I, now be respectful to those who are wrong. <laughs> well, we've come to the end of our already? webcast. Yes. Oh, can you believe it already? Um, we just started taking questions. Uh, yeah. I mean, welcome to crazy. overtime. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right. The overtime of time. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, we all appreciate you coming on, uh, with your comments, suggestions, and of course, warning us about the spammers that come in. Thank you for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, this was another quick two hours, at least for me, I'm sure it was for you guys too. Yeah. Um, Listen, we are so close and we're all waiting. And there's another person in there I want to give credit to because they were willing to pray for the community here. And let me so, just see if I can find them. I don't know. If, um, I think I, I think I may have started. Said, uh, let me know about any prayer requests. Would love to pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ. That was Charlie Snow. You know, Charlie, you're an okay guy. Like All right. Charlie. Yeah. Is that him? <laughs> yes, that's him. Charlie, thank you for thank you for praying. Yes, thank you for praying for the. Uh, for everyone, for the community. Thank you for praying for everyone in the chat. I appreciate that. We appreciate that. This is what it's about, folks. It's not just about talk. This is about praying for one another, fellowship, encouraging one another, you know, looking forward to that glorious appearing, that day, the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, man, you you all make it what it is. You make this what this webcast really is about. And uh, we thank you all for that. So please, uh, each one of you continue to pray for one another in the chats. We appreciate that. Uh, we will be praying for you. We'll put you on the prayer list. Um, and Lord willing, we'll be back next week, right? Amen. If it be his will, we will be yeah. here. 
waiting to be raptured on that Tuesday. No. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. I got to be careful. I have to be careful. God bless you and um, praise the Lord Jesus Christ.